I certainly don't know why God wants me to do this, but he does. So, Brad, can you take this microphone? Just let me get this thing set for myself. Everybody say, God knows. Um, you know, when God entrusts you with gifts, he says, use them for my glory. And I don't know why I was sitting there tonight. He said, you know, you, you asked me once to give you songs. And uh, I gave them to you, but you don't sing them. And uh, there's songs for the house, you know, that God gives us. And uh, I was at a Empower 21 in Tulsa a few years ago. And and it was uh, ORU, maybe Center. And, oh, I mean, the people, when they begin to worship, they just all flew to their feet. Of course, we had a, a crowd that came for that purpose. How many of you know when you have a crowd that comes for that express purpose? If you've ever been to a praise gathering or you've ever been to a concert, you know, where there's a Christian singer and, and everybody comes with that expectation or base expectation <clears throat> and I just saw them all jump to their feet and I was sitting in Munger Park one day and I said Lord I see those people jumping to their feet I just see it and uh, I said I need a song Lord and he he gave me one and uh, I'm going to try to remember it because I didn't practice this but it brings me to my feet Oh, 
Father, we thank you tonight. You bring us to our feet. You bring us to that place of worship, and you you minister to us, and we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. You can be seated. You know, when you obey God, he does something, amen? He goes, and he just ministers into people's lives, and uh, I know in my life, whenever I have a need, I go to my keys because there's where I find uh, my hope, my security, what I need. Everybody needs to have that place where they can get close to Jesus and just let him touch their life and change them. There's nothing like the presence of God. Thank God for his word. Thank God for messages. But thank God for that sweet presence of the Holy Spirit that just can flood our hearts. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to share a word with you tonight. We're going to pray for uh, this nation uh, tonight, tomorrow, the whole country um except for maybe a few have uh the uh, the invite the invitation to lift up the united states of america and pray for this great nation that god has given us we have responsibility for this nation especially as christians because god founded this nation and he saw to it that christopher columbus not only found it but then he raised up godly men who made uh, a declaration of independence made all the things that today the constitution of the united states all those things that god has done over the years for this nation indicate that he's in it and even our pledge everybody say pledge of allegiance which today is not um something that we see that much um you know, i don't believe in our even our nation an allegiance to the things that god put in this nation for a purpose and for a destiny but it says one nation under God. Everybody say under God. And um, <clears throat> we need to recognize authority. Everybody say authority. It says in Matthew, and I want you to turn there tonight, with, if you would, with me, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. <coughs> Excuse me. 
You know, when God tells you to do something, just a little side note here, you, you, you uh, will experience all kinds of resistance. And I was sitting there, and as soon as I heard sing that, I started coughing and choking and thought, <laughs> and all this reasoning is going on. I can't do it. I can't sing. can't talk. Barely. You know, I'm, I'll cough myself. How many of you know the devil doesn't like it when we obey God? It isn't, doesn't matter what it is. It's just obedience. He will do everything to stop it. And so there's a reason for that. Everybody say there's a reason. It's because we have authority. We have great authority. And I want to show you something tonight. Jesus said, uh, this is the very end of Matthew, the book of Matthew. And Jesus came and spoke to them, verse 18, saying, all authority. Everybody say all. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. We need to be sure we get that. Not just in heaven and on earth. Even though he is seated at the right hand of the Father, his power and authority is in the earth. Why? Because we are in the earth. Because Turn to your neighbor and say, because you're here. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So many promises in that scripture. But tonight I just want to focus on authority. Everybody say authority. Authority uh, in that particular context there, all authority is power, exousia, which there's four big power words in the Greek. That's one of them. Authority or right to act, ability, privilege, capacity, delegated authority. And I want to read in my Bible, uh, we have, I have commentaries in here, a word wealth. And it says... Uh, means the authority or right to act, ability, privilege, capacity, delegated authority. Jesus had exousia to forgive sin. Everybody say, forgive sin. Heal sicknesses. Everybody say, heal sicknesses. And cast out devils. Now listen, there is a real devil. And he is trying to constantly scramble the signal of God to his people. Through distractions, through fear, through anxiety, through threats of any kind, because he's the accuser of the brethren. And so he scrambles in our mind all the connection that God wants to send into our lives so we can operate in this kind of authority that Jesus said that he had. And it says definitely he gave it to us. Say, he gave it to me. Now, you know, that doesn't mean you feel it. It doesn't mean that that you in the natural may recognize it, but we talked about it a couple of Wednesday nights ago when we talked about I am. When Jesus was uh, in the garden and they came after him and when he stood up to speak and they, they said, they, he said, who are you looking for? They said, Jesus of Nazareth. And he said, I am he. And it says, and they fell back. In the Greek, it says they actually fell down because of the power, everybody say power, that came out of that name, I am. Well, I am is in you. And so that delegated authority is in you. And I want to show you tonight how God wants to use you. It says, Jesus gave his followers, Exousia, to preach, teach, heal, and deliver. It says that in Mark 16, 15. If you'll put that scripture up, it's, it's the, also the commission in the book of Mark, how he records it. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Then it goes on and it talks about that we will cast out devils we will speak with new tongues we will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover you know i was reading something today just briefly about jesse duplantis how many of you have ever seen jesse duplantis he's so funny i mean he can take a, script, a scriptural truth 
and it can be, you know, it can really be stern and a real direct word, and he can make it so funny you don't even know that you've got it till you leave, and the Holy Spirit reminds you. But he was saying, the word of God is not based on your experience, my experience, or anybody else's experience. It's based upon Jesus, the truth, and that when we start talking experience is when we lose that authority and dominion. As I was looking at it, I thought of that because when when you start saying the word of God says we will lay hands on the sick and they they will recover, they shall recover, and then you pray for somebody and they're still sick, and so then pretty soon your experience is everybody say your experience is that they didn't get healed right when you prayed. That has nothing to do with the power of God. It has nothing to do with your mouth and the authority of God that goes forth from you. So it's not uh, the word of God is not about experiences. It's about truth as God sees it. And this is the way God sees it. You will lay hands on the sick and you will cast out devils. You will speak in new tongues and the enemy will be afraid of you instead of you being afraid of the enemy. Everybody say, now that's good news. You know, when you wake up in the morning, it's not you who's scared. It's the devil who's scared. And, and how many of you woke up before in the night and been terrified? Well, you know, the one who should be terrified is the enemy that you woke up. Because if you wake up at 3, he's just going to have to put up with you that many more hours of the day. You know, this is a bad day for you, devil. I woke up at 3 instead of 6, and I got 3 hours more to defeat you today. Watch this. Amen? I'm preaching to myself tonight. I hope you enjoy what I'm doing. Because I'm getting it. And my husband's over there saying, thank God he finally told her. Okay. <laughs> Everybody say, by whose authority? <laughs> by whose authority? You know, when Jesus came, he was so different. Everybody say, so different. That uh, the people couldn't quite understand uh, who he was. Uh, I don't know why they didn't get it from all the old covenant prophecies. But they just, I mean, this man was doing unusual things. Uh, he was doing things the Pharisees weren't doing and the Sadducees weren't doing. They were Sadducee because they didn't believe in the resurre- resurrection. But he, none, of the, none of the teachers, the scribes, the religious leaders, they weren't doing what Jesus was doing. In fact, when he did do things, they got mad at him because he didn't do them on the right day. Right? And so they looked at him. And I'm in Luke right now in my Bible reading. And it says in Luke um, 32... Uh, well, no, wait, I better not go there. Let's look at Luke 20 first. Luke 20, 1 through 8. Luke 20, 1 through 8. They, uh, they confronted him, and, uh, and they said to him, Now it happened on one of those days, as he taught the people in the temple and preached the gospel, that the chief priest and the scribes, that's the chief priest of the temple, and the scribes are the teachers. And, and they were teaching the gospel. And, uh, Jesus was teaching the gospel. They were listening, and they confronted him. And spoke to him saying, um, and they also brought the elders. How many of you love the elders? See, the elders are the people in the church who don't do anything wrong. I'll just move on from there. (laughs) I'm not making fun of elders, but how many of you know we all make mistakes? Even elders. The Bible says they're supposed to be men of a good report, and they should be in people who are faithful to God. But that doesn't mean we're perfect. And this, this group, based on what Jesus said to them, always thought they were the perfect group. And so it said he spoke saying, tell us by what authority are you doing these things? Or who is he who gave you this authority? And he answered them and said, I love how Jesus does this. I also will ask you one thing and answer me. In other words, he answered their question with a question. And that baptism of John, was it from heaven or from men? 
Well, they reasoned among themselves and saying, if we say from heaven, he'll say, why then did you not believe him? But if we say from men, all the people will stone us. That's between a rock and a hard place. That's what that's called. <laughs> For they are persuaded that John was a prophet. So they answered that they did not know where it was from. And Jesus said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. I just love that story. You know, they were trying to trick him. Everybody say trick him. Jesus always gives answers to sincere people. But people who are deceptive, people who are trying to use things to trap and accuse, Jesus doesn't help them. Why? Because that's not who he is. He came to save the world. He even said at one point, I didn't come to judge the world. I came to save it. That's in John also. And so Jesus loved people. This is what he did say, though, in John 12, 49. He said, um, for I have not spoken on my own authority. So by whose authority does he speak? He said, Jesus said at this point in the scripture, and this is where he said, uh, if anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save it. He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last days. And then it says, for I've not spoken. Everybody say he didn't speak on his own authority. That's what it says. I don't speak on my own authority. But the father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, when I speak, just as the father has told me, so I speak. So he did, you know, in, in, a, in a setting where he was teaching, he told them there, there was an authority that he had. It was not his authority. It was God's authority. But he had a responsibility to speak. Everybody say to speak. To speak what his father said. And so in the, in the end of Matthew, in the end of Mark, where, it's, where he says, especially in Matthew, all authority has been given to me. The authority was given to him through what he did on Calvary. And once that authority was given to him, he had the ability to give that authority to us. And that's why today we walk in authority. We are in authority in this earth. It's just the devil knows it, but the Christians don't. That's a sad state of affairs. When the devil knows what we could do to him, and we haven't figured it out yet. And so even as our nation goes, uh, as things go in your workplace, as things are going in people's homes, we have authority. Everybody say authority. And the enemy does not have any right to stop us. Let's look at Matthew 7, 29. We're just going to look at a few scriptures real quick. Matthew 7, 29. Um, everybody say the word of God is true. And so when we look at the word, that's where we get the truth. In, in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, it's a section of the word of God where Jesus took his disciples and spoke with them. They're called, there's a part in there called the Beatitudes, the way we should be, teachings on how to live life. And then by chapter 7, it says there were multitudes that had come to even hear what he was saying. But it says in verse 28, and so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In other words, he was a, even a deep, different teacher. Uh, that's why when he went to teach, there were multitudes. There weren't just a few people who showed up for, for Jesus. There became multitudes. There was an anointing on him because he was speaking with the power of his father. And that power was penetrating people's lives. And people were being 
captivated. Everybody say captivated by the spirit of the living God. And they were being changed. And so everywhere that he went, it finally became that people would cry out for him who had a need. People would come to him, bring the sick, bring those that were in torment by the devil because they saw authority. Everybody say authority. And, uh, and, and I'm going to show you something at the very end. God has really been speaking to me about this because the devil has so, so disrupted this nation. This nation was a nation of authority. In the world, word, world, when you spoke the United States of America, it meant something. It meant we have the power to do something about this situation, and we will do something about this situation if it isn't taken care of. Today, everything the devil is doing, remember, it's not people, it's, it's not flesh and blood, it's peop- I mean, it's not people we fight, it's powers and principalities. The devil is destroying this nation, taking her authority. Stealing her authority. First, from the church. We, we have already abdicated a long time ago. Now, the leadership is so deceived that they think they know what's right. Only God knows what's right. And because of that, the authority of this nation is being watered down and watered down. Our dollar is becoming less and less valuable in the world. Everything about us we, 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 we are becoming kind of a laughing stock. Everybody say that was not God's intention. And so when we pray in a few minutes, if you understand authority, you pray with authority. If you don't understand your authority, you just hope and wish that this gets better. And that is not going to make it better in our lives or in the lives of anybody in this nation. In Luke 4.32, it also says, they were astonished at his teaching for his word was with authority his teaching see it compares him to the scribes why because they were the teachers he was a different kind of teacher jesus had a power about him an authority that made him different than the rest of the world one of the my favorites is in in mark 2 when they bring that paralytic and uh, they bring him down through the ceiling because the room's so crowded and when they get him down there uh jesus he's he's amazed at their faith it says he saw their great faith their faith and he said to the paralytic son your sins are forgiven you now what did we read earlier that jesus had exousia the power to forgive sins and jesus said somewhere in the gospels that you if you forgive their sins then he, god will forgive their sins see it's not that you need a person to do it but we do have the capability to represent i am and speak into somebody's life your sins have been forgiven because of Calvary. Not because of me, because of Calvary. But I have authority delegated to me to tell you that when you repent and turn to God. And so in this scripture, it says, and some of the scribes, now these are the teachers, everybody say teachers, were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. You know, you can be a teacher of the word or you can be a teacher of your head. And, and, and scribes, these scribes reasoned with their head. It says reasoning in their hearts, but it was, it was in their head. Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said, why do, you, why do you reason about these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, arise, take up your bed and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power. Everybody say power. power. That's that word, authority. Power on earth to forgive sins. 
Then he went on and said to him, in addition, I say to you, rise up, take your bed, and go to your house. Jesus spoke with authority. And when he spoke, these miracles and things that were necessary for people's lives happened. In Mark 1, 22 through 28, um, I like this story too. Uh, then they went on to Capernaum. Immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught, and they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having not as the scribes. See, there are people who can teach, but are they teaching with authority? Everybody say authority. There's a difference between sharing uh, a message and speaking with authority. And that doesn't come like just because you know Jesus. It comes when you practice doing the things that God gives you to do. With Jesus, it was there. Now there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit, and he cried out saying, let us alone. What, do, what have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? See, the devil knows who Jesus is. The devil, when he sees you, knows that Jesus lives in you. So he has to make you know that, that you don't have any power. You might be saved. You, maybe you have a ticket to heaven. So just sit in your pew and be quiet. No, that's not why you're saved. You're saved to go to heaven, but you're not sitting there to be quiet because you have a responsibility to speak. And so he goes on in there, and, uh, and he says, um, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked them, saying, be quiet and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. Then they were all amazed so that they questioned among themselves, saying, what is this? What new doctrine is this for with what authority they thought it was a new doctrine why because they had not seen that kind of authority that's what they recognized they didn't say what some teaching he did they said what new doctrine is this for with authority everybody say with authority he said with authority he commanded even the unclean spirits and they obey him and immediately his fame spread throughout all the region around galilee God's fame is going to spread through the earth in these last days. The whole earth will see and know the glory of God. Because it, out of the mouth of believers is going to come that authority. And people are going to see Jesus, not us. They're going to see the power of God in action. Now, designated authority in Mark 9, or Matthew 9, if you turn there, God just showed me something today. And um, I've, I've, re I've heard this scripture for years. Pastor Billy Joe always preached from this. Uh, Matthew 9, 35, uh, he was always sending us out to, to gather in the harvest. But uh, it says, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them. Everybody say moved. It, he was in his heart wanting to do more to help them to to do something to get them out of that position. And, it, and as he was moved with compassion, it was because they were weary and scattered like sheep who didn't have any shepherd. Then he said to the disciples, the harvest is truly plentiful, but the, let, the labors are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out labors. Everybody say labors to his harvest. And when I read that today, God said the labors are the people who know their authority. And that's why he said pray that he will send out the laborers. Why the laborers? These, this, is, this is a labor for God, a person who speaks with authority. 
That is a laborer. That is a person who has laid their own life down and is ready to speak what the kingdom of God says to speak in that situation. It is not always what people want to hear. I can tell you, the more you encounter the world of the enemy, the more resistance you will feel. But resistance is what makes a plane fly. Did you know that? No resistance, mm, right into the ground. Resistance, it says the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. You know what that means? That the devil's on the defense, we're on the offense. When we come, he cannot prevail against us. He is the ruler of the world still to this day because he hasn't been put in his final place. However, he has no authority over a believer. He has some power, but he has no authority. We have the authority that is greater than anything that he can do. This is a revelation we've got to get in the church because there's going to be multitudes of people coming that without the power of God, they will not be free. They don't even know they're bound. The devil is so deceptive today. It says that even the elect could be tempted to be deceived. Everybody say, stay in the word and listen to the Holy Spirit because the enemy wants to take away that authority. Uh, and so it goes on and it says, and he called his 12 disciples. He gave them power, that exousia, that authority over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all the sick kinds of sickness, all kinds of disease. And, and he, he sent them, he says, as you go in verse 7 of 10, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Everybody say authority. He, he gave them authority. I love the story in Luke 10 because this story is the 70. Everybody say 70. Because some people say, well, those are the 12 that went out with him. They knew him best. So, that, of course, they could do it. Now there's 70. Everybody say 70. And he didn't hang with 70 of them. But yet he gave them delegated authority. And it says in, in, in chapter 10 uh, that when he sent them out uh, two by two, before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go in 10.1. And he said, the harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers, people who know God and speak his authority into the harvest. And then it says again in verse 9, heal the sick there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Well, in verse 19, 17, actually, we get the report. The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. I don't hear that in the church a lot. What I hear is, oh, the devil, he, he, he's gotten into my business. I don't know what I'm going to do. Does that sound like authority? Does that sound like joy? Does that sound like victory? See, that's a lack of understanding. That's a lack of truth in our heart to our head that says the devil cannot do that. I have authority over the enemy in that situation. And so when we get a revelation, then we begin to use it. Um, the Lord spoke to me about my own situation. Not Oh, it's been a while back, and he reminded me of it in this message. And we're going to pray here now in a minute for, for America. But um, in Exodus 4, you know, when God called uh, Moses... Um, and the Lord said, you can have a potty mouth or a powerful mouth. It's up to you. A potty mouth is not, how many of you ever heard that? Well, a potty mouth isn't just swearing or saying <coughs> filthy things. 
A potty mouth is speaking doubt and unbelief. A pouty mouth is saying anything that God doesn't say. And, or we can have a powerful mouth. And uh, the thing that, uh, once he told Moses, I will be with you, he says in verse, uh, well, it's actually in 10, Moses said to him, oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent. This is, this is what most of us say when God calls on us. We start talking about ourselves. I, 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 I. Watch how many eyes you say, and then you'll know who you, who you think most about. <laughs> I, 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 okay? I, uh, Joyce Meyer has great teaching on that if you want to get it. Oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before now nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I'm slow of speech and slow of tongue. So the Lord said to him, who has made man's mouth? Or who makes the mute, the deaf, the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now, therefore, go, and I will be with your mouth. <laughs> before he said, I'll be with you, now he's going to be with his mouth. <laughs> I love this. Because I used to have a mouth. <laughs> my mother, I spent most of my teenage, well, most of my 6th, 7th, and 8th grade years in my room because of my mouth. I was so tenacious with my mouth that one time my mother sent me to my room, so I just went a couple of steps in the, closet, uh, in the, the stairwell, and then I got to singing, Mary and Lou, I hate you, Mary and Lou, I hate you. I had a real rhythm going. My mother opened that door, hit me, knocked me in the into the well of the staircase, all in one motion. I don't even know. I didn't see the door open. I didn't see nothing till I woke up at the well. Now this is how determined I was in rebellion. I climbed higher in the staircase and started over again. Mary and Lou. Everybody say that's rebellion. So my poor mother, she deserves a trophy or something. Chris and I nearly drove her over the edge. <laughs> and then Daddy come home and we go, we don't know what's the matter with her. She went crazy. <laughs> we, were, we did not do a thing, Dad. She has just lost it. <laughs> oh, we were bad, bad. Thank you, Jesus. I don't have to. Oh, my. I'm forgiven. Um, so he said, I will be with your mouth, and I will teach you what you shall say. Everybody say, teach you. You know, this doesn't just come naturally. Because we look at ourselves. How could I have authority? Because look what I did today. Look what I already did. I, I, did, I did do that. Now, how am I going to have authority over the devil to stop it when I'm guilty? How many of you ever been there? Guilty as charged. And he says, oh, my Lord, please send by the hand of whomever else you may send. Now the Lord's getting upset. He says, it's not Aaron the Levite, your brother. I know that he can speak well. Look, he's coming. And, and so he gets Aaron involved in this. Aaron was never supposed to be involved in it, but he got involved in it because God wanted something done. So now you shall speak to him. Now listen to this. And put the words in his mouth, and I will be with your mouth and with his mouth, and I will teach you what you shall do. So he shall, now this is how this goes. He shall be your spokesman to the people. That's Aaron. And he himself shall be as a mouth for you, and you shall be to him as God. And you, so God speaks to Moses, who speaks to Aaron, who speaks authority. Now, I believe that worked then, but now we have Jesus in us and there's nobody who's going to be your mouth. That's going to have to be you. It has to be me. We, we don't have a choice. We have a, we have a responsibility because of what Jesus did on Calvary. And I, I was thinking about this commercial, um, 
uh, on television. I don't know. Did it ever come up? Oh, praise the Lord. I think this is the funniest commercial, but it's a dad trying to teach his sons to drive. The Subaru. Can you imagine what God thinks of us? I think, I, I think he would be like this man. Let's go. And we're the kids. Feather it out. That's right. right. That's okay. right. Okay. That's right. Okay. All right. That's okay. Now put it in a second. Put it in a second. Slow it down. Put clutch in. Break it. Break it. Just like I showed you. Dad, you didn't show me. You showed him. Dad, he's going to wreck the car. He's not going to wreck the car. No fighting in the road, please. Put your blinker on. You didn't even give me a chance. Okay. We got the new Subaru because nothing could break our old one. Okay. What the heck? Let go my I hope the same goes for my husband. You guys are doing a great job. Love a car that lasts. I love it because what makes God a says a Subaru. you're doing a great job after all that mess. I think that's the way God is. I think that's what he says. You're doing a great job because they're at least trying to learn. Amen. And so he was with Moses. He was merciful. He wasn't happy about having to have someone else. Not because he didn't want Aaron, but because he wanted Moses to believe that he would be with his mouth. Everybody say, God is with my mouth. Now, you know, in, in the new covenant, uh, God lives in us. I am as in us. So he's already in your mouth. He's, he is a part of you. When you speak, E.F. Hutton doesn't listen, but the devil sure knows what you're saying. And when you speak, he knows the authority that you have, even if you're practicing even if the car's jerking all over the road. Even if you're blaming the, the God you told them, you didn't tell me, you know. Have you ever been in those settings? I, God, I didn't know that. You told my wife, you didn't tell me. Don't be blaming me because she knew and I didn't. My husband and I have laughed over the years. And over time, my husband has said, okay, all right. I think you do hear quicker. But I can't be the Holy Spirit. Everybody say, don't be the Holy Spirit. So, you know, you have to allow people to hear. What do you do when people don't hear? You pray for them to be able to hear what you think you heard God say. See, God is merciful. He loves us. And I believe he's saying, you're doing okay. You're, you're doing okay. And so when, I want you to think of that when you step out here and begin to exercise your authority, especially praying for the church. First Peter 5, 8 says, your adversary, your adversary goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom may, may uh destroy tear up uh resist him everybody say resist him steadfast in faith you know i i had god show me this today in matthew 8 the the centurion who came to jesus said just speak a word i understand authority and god said that is great faith what the fact that you understand authority is great faith and so when you resist the devil steadfast in the faith you are doing it with authority and, and that's because you know God is who he says he is. Um, there's a scripture that Sharon Doherty gave once when Pastor Billy Joe passed and she was going through, taking that church to that place. She said in Proverbs 24.10, it says, um, if you do not faint in the day of adversity, you know, it, it says if you do faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. I believe God wants us to increase in our ability to go through things that are difficult. And, and sometimes it seems like there's a lot of them at one time. But God can get us through. The, thing, the only thing that can stop you is the fear of man. It says in Proverbs 29, 25, the fear of man brings a snare, but those who trust in the Lord will be safe. And the last scripture, and I know I've given you a lot of them tonight, is Proverbs 1, 33. Because the word, is, the word works. If you take the word and you use it, it'll work. But it says God's wisdom. Everybody say God's wisdom. Whoever listens to me. 
will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. I believe God wants us to listen tonight and hear him that we have authority. We have been given authority. We can learn to use our authority. We have to practice getting uh, better maybe at that authority. But when we begin to pray, I heard Brother Copeland at Victor Christian Center Sunday night, and he said, haven't any of you learned to speak to your television yet? I thought, oh, my husband does. He does that all the time. Pastor Bill, he gets up, he gets irate at some of those things, and he binds stuff, and if anybody saw it, I don't know, we'd probably have to collect him out there on the river. But, um, but, but he, he said that. He said, aren't any of you speaking to your television yet? We have authority to bind those things. That's not in our house. It's not coming to our house. It's not going to be in our house. It's not going to be in our workplace, and it's not going to be in our church. It's not going to be anywhere I am because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And you begin to take the Word of God and raise it up above those things. We hope you've been encouraged, strengthened, and challenged in your walk with Jesus. If you need prayer for situations in your life, we encourage you to email us at prayer at victorylafayette.org or call our offices at 765-447-7777. If you desire to make Jesus the Lord of your life, or if you've drifted away from the relationship you once had, I encourage you to pray this prayer with me today. Heavenly Father, I believe that you love me. I believe Jesus died for me and rose from the dead. Today, I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I receive the forgiveness for all my sins. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you come into my life and empower me to live a victorious life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen.